0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a special guest in the building. Listen, this is a Jamaican rapper right now that is killing all lanes right now. You know we have in the building? We have Jackal in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss?
1: Salute, my bro. Salute, man. We out here, man. You know what I mean? I can't really add much more to what you said. Jamaican assassin, killing all lames. My urban legend representative. How you doing, man?
0: I'm excellent. Yourself?
1: I'm blessed, my bro. I'm blessed,
0: man. For you sure, big the work as usual, you know. Thank you, thank you so very much for joining us on the program today, because you have a very interesting story, and I can't wait to share it with the viewers today.
1: I appreciate you for having me, man.
0: I appreciate yeah. you for having me, my bro. Definitely. All right, let's get into it. Cause usually my first question is this is cause I know you were from Jamaica and then you went to the States and stuff like that. So when you were in Jamaica, what part of Jamaica did you ask, were you born in or did you grow up in before you went to the States?
1: I, I was born in Montego Bay at, um, Carmel regional hospital. Shout out to the whole St. James man the entire parish of St. James, you know, um, I lived also in Hanover and, St. Anne before migrating, you know.
0: Okay. And what, what do you have any memories of Jamaica before leaving to go to the States?
1: I mean, childhood memories, you know what I mean? I don't I don't have any bad memories because as a child, you know, I was happy, I'm fed, I'm clothed, I could do what I want, you know, I'm going to school. Doing what doing what regular kids do at that time, man, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, Mm -hmm. just, I I have no complaints because you don't, you have nothing to compare it to. You know what I mean? And I don't regret it. I wouldn't change anything. I want my kids to grow with
0: that. I have that experience same way. I definitely hear that. And what age did you migrate to the States? Um,
1: around 11, 12, you know, my mother, my mother left uh, a few years before probably around, probably around two years before, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, she left prior to, all right, when I was born, up until I was. The the I won't lie, so I stay somewhere between seven and nine. My parents broke up, you know. Um, we was in the same house up until that point, when they separated. My mom's she had a good government job. She was um, uh, she used to work for a company that dealt with the schools, so she was a part of the educational system you know Mm -hmm. so um my pops streets you know he was he was he was on the street side of the fence you know so um life was good from my vantage point everything i was happy every all the toys i wanted i got you know when they separated though um she moved the the company that she worked with gave her a house it was like a a old um used to be like a a slave quarters because they had a lot of property. you know, so it was like a like a slave master's house. Real nice that they they restored and it's it's good. And we was there, and I was living with her. I used to go see my father whenever he wanted. It wasn't a problem. Like he could pull up. Yo, I want you know, and I'd be over there for a couple of days, whatever. Um, one night, one night, um, my mom's. The the way the house was set up, it was like, it was like three houses in one is the main house then it was like the guest house and then it was the 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 helpers quarters where the helpers would live you know what i mean and because it was raining at the time and the driveway wasn't paved so whenever it rained it would be muddy and slippery so she didn't drive to the main house you know where we was where, where she lived where we lived and was sleeping at um she parked at the guest house that night you know, um, somebody blew the car up and burnt down the house, assuming wow. that she was, that's the house that she was staying in. Um, it just so happened that that was one of the days when my pops was like, yo, I'm spending the night. So I wasn't there that night. I was actually with my dad, you know. Um, so that, that kind of spooked my mom, you know, rightfully so, and um, she left. So that's what made her left the country, you know. Mm-hmm. and. Um, it was when she left me initially, she left me with um, one of her secretaries, okay. you know. And one day I was I was in school and the teacher was like, yo, your, your father's outside. i like, oh, all right. I went out there, you know, and we, we kicked it. And I don't know if we left that, that like, then and there in that moment mm-hmm. or after school, if he waited and came back after school was finished. But... I know I went to his house after that, and then my mom's flew in a few weeks later, came and got me, and um, brought me to one of my sisters. She was living in St. Anne. That's how I ended up in St. Anne, you know, got um, you. my oldest sister, yeah, her, her oldest daughter at the time. Well, not at the time, but her oldest daughter, you know, and um, so I ended up there, and a couple months later, you know, same thing, he popped up. I ended up going to stay with him. She flew in again. But this time when she flew out, I flew out with her. You know, so that's how, that's how that happened.
0: That's how you got to the States already. And when you got to the state, what part of the States did you get to at first?
1: Oh, we in New York. We in New York, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right in the belly of the beast right away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing was... The thing was, um, or the thing is, uh I, I was going there every summer for a few years, so it was like I, I knew a lot of people. By the time I got there, I had my my you know my little bit of friends there and stuff, so it wasn't that big of a exchange. It was just like, oh okay, now I get to I get to hang out with, with my, my New York friends, the, the ones where I will be chilling. With in the summertime you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's what it 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 felt like for me at that
0: age you just adapt real quick you don't really pay attention to much you know okay so it wasn't really a big culture shock going from Jamaica especially in the country to New York
1: Nah, not for me because it wasn't my first time there when I when I when I actually Mm -hmm. went to live it it wasn't my first time there
0: so it wasn't a, a, a real big deal at all all right. So then now you're in the States, fresh in the States and all this, what type of music were you listening to? Or were you even into music at that time there? When I, when
1: I got to New York initially, man, I was, I was fully still into Jamaican music. Cause that's all I knew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, funny story. I walked to, um, from my house, uh, cause we was living in, uh, in Crown Heights on Notion at the corner of Bergen. And, um, there was a a cd shop or a record shop at on fulton and i went there and i bought the very first cd that i ever purchased was mm-hmm. um Buju to shiloh and um okay. till this day i actually know that whole cd from beginning to end almost word for yeah. Mhm. so Crazy. i was um yeah bro the mm-hmm. first the first rap music I ever remember hearing was um, Snoop when I was in Jamaica, Snoop Dogg. And then um, when I got to New York, because I had some family that was in Canada, and when they okay. when they pulled up for the summer, they was playing Snoop, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, okay, you know? Um, but I didn't know enough to to really even, I just, that's my first memory and recollection of, rap music and then um from there when i when i got to new york now you know i'm in brooklyn in that era late 90s you know it's wu-tang old dirty bastard you know what i mean so old dirty bastard that was like the first rap tape cassette that i bought you know i bought that yeah old dirty bastard and then um on mtv
0: Mm -hmm.
1: on mtv i seen the locks money power respect and i thought at the time locks was a short for dreadlocks and that's what made me listen to that whole song because i was waiting for the rosters to forward it and then like yeah and by the end of it by the end of it i actually liked the song you know what i mean so those are my earliest memories with um with rap, hip
0: hop. Okay, all right, cool. So then that's hip hop there. You have the reggae influence, you have the now the hip hop influence. So then now you when you got there, what what um school were you going to? Was it high school, middle school? Where were you in school at this point here? I,
1: I was in um I was in junior high. I was in junior high. So mm-hmm. um that was three ninety, Maggie Walker. You know, um IS three ninety, Maggie Walker and, 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 brooklyn you know um Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what school i went to junior high
0: school okay in junior high school you got the influence of hip-hop you got the influence of dance hall you're in junior high school now what type of kid were you in high school this time here and when did you start to really get interested in music as an artist yourself
1: all right um so we fast forward to high school. I didn't graduate from that junior high school. I graduated mm-hmm. from a junior high school in Manhattan because um I got in trouble in that school because uh, without knowing it, where I live was a different turf from where I went to school at, you know what I mean? So um when we was going to school in the mornings, we used to have to walk together because the older niggas used to be trying to take our sneakers. You know what I mean? When we was walking through the park, cause you had to walk through Prospect Park. So like the niggas that was in high school, they was, um yeah, they was trying to yap us. So we had to walk together. So that kind of made us like a little crew, if you wanna, you know, that was like my first little gang or crew or whatever. Cause it was really cause they was trying to take our sneakers in the mornings and when we was going and coming from school at the time in that school, they never used to let us outside. Like once you went to school, they locked yeah. the gates and we was locked in until school was out. You know what I'm saying? Because they never wanted, they never wanted um, niggas from the neighborhood coming into school robbing the students. Because that's that that was happening as well. Like you know, they used to cut holes in the fence, can take niggas' hats, Nike hats, your Nautica, you know, DK and Y, whatever was lit. You know what I'm saying? So you had to really. So that gave me my first experience or made me like okay oh this is how you got to carry it you know so um we saw you know we running around with razors in our mouths and stuff like that so i got kicked out of that school and my mom's put me in a school in manhattan because she was like like, oh you with the wrong set of friends already you know um she was working in manhattan at the time Mm -hmm. so I used to go to school with her when she was going to work so she could kind of monitor me better. You know what I mean? So I ended up actually going to um um Maggie Walker. Mm-hmm. Maggie Walker. No, 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 excuse me. Um Wagner. Wagner Junior High School in, in, in Manhattan. You know, mm-hmm. I graduated from there. And that, that was actually a good experience for me because um I got to interact with a lot of white people because it's in Manhattan. So like a lot of different races, Spanish, people from Harlem, you know, um, all over Manhattan. Cause usually at that time the schools, junior high school, they was called zone school. So you had to go to a school in your zone. You know, so I'm I'm living in Brooklyn, I'm way out of my zone. So I'm meeting people in Manhattan, I'm they dress different, they they they, they behave you, you know, it's a different every borough got a different mentality or a different mm-hmm way of life to an extent even though it's still new york you know so um yeah so i graduated from there fast forward to high school i'm in high school now i went to um the first high school i went to was aviation high school i went to school to fix planes you know so um that's in queens so now i'm in queens meeting queens niggas you know what i'm saying that school is on thirty-third Street, which is right up the road from Queensbridge. So I'm tapping in now with some Queensbridge, um, some some homies from from the bridge. You know what I mean? So it's just I'm a I'm a I'm a good student. I'm not a great student, you know, at that time. I'm a good student. Um I excelled in in the actual the physical classes where we was working on planes and stuff. They called them shop class. You know so used to go to shop class and um i always did good in all those classes you know to the point where i think 10th grade you know they they, they offered me um and a bunch of other um students from i guess that grade or whatever i don't know how they selected but they picked mm-hmm. some kids that they they were given the opportunity to um to work at the airport on actual planes and fix them and get that real life experience even though they're planes at the school you know okay. but um when uh when i when i um they told me oh go home get your parent consent and um and and bring your social security number because you're gonna they was gonna be paying us as well because we was working while you know and um, I went home, I was like, I told my mom, she was happy, you know? And, w- and when I told her like, yeah, they, they was like the, um, I was like, yeah, what's my social security number? And she was like, what? What you want that for? I was like, yeah, they was telling me that I need that to, you know, she was like, oh, well, yeah, you don't have that. And, and if they ask you for it again, just, you know, tell them you'll bring it in. and And then I made me start, you know, I was like, oh, oh, this mm-hmm. is serious. So, you know, me as a kid, I started doing my own little research. I'm asking people, fine, they're like, yo, if you don't got that mm-hmm. trouble once you in police custody and all that, you know? So that kind of made me say, yo, man, fuck school, man. Cause I can't even really, I can't, I ain't even gonna be able to graduate really and truly. You know, okay. but, um, hindsight is twenty twenty, man. So, you know, at the time had I known, you know, I could have just went to the guidance counselor. They got programs in place to, to help kids in because I was actually, the system w- was designed to help me at that point, you know, because I, I wasn't in any serious legal trouble or no nothing. So they, w- they would have jumped at the, the chance to help me. But, you know, fear and not knowing. And then um, my mom's not knowing, so that just gave me the green light to streets. I'm outside now.
0: Fuck school. We in the streets, you know. Full okay, gone. so I if guess I was
1: playing around before. I got I got serious at that point.
0: At that point, there. All right. So I guess at that point, when you got to the states. Your, they didn't get to file the paperwork for you or that was something that forgot got forgotten or what was the situation why you weren't you, even reinstated in the you first know,
1: place? Now that I now that I think about it, I mm-hmm. think what happened is I Amy. Mean, she came legally and all that, but she was shell shot from the the, the the attempt on her life that she just ran away from so she she went from she went from high-ranking whatever you know like high society there were times when I could turn the TV on as a kid and see my mom's on the TV in the morning talking about some educational stuff or you know because she was mm-hmm. like high up in the educational system out here and mm-hmm. from that to a babysitter just because she didn't want nobody to know her. She was afraid, you know, she didn't know if who was trying to kill her could find her. So she basically just went under the radar. And because I'm under her umbrella, I'm a child at that time, I kind of went under the radar as well. You know, so by the time I came of age and started wanting to be outside and assimilate into society as a, a young adult, you know, I'm realizing like, oh, I got some stuff that, you know, if I go outside and just for some reason end up in police custody for jaywalking, let's say, it's the same penalty as if I would have got caught with a gun. That's how I rationalized it, you know, so, you know, that gave me the green light to I'm outside Take on fully the road. active, yeah, I'm outside
0: active. Oh and at this time here when you decided okay you know what forget high school i'm really going into the streets did you get into any real trouble prior to that or the trouble came after all of this
1: not any real trouble prior to that the real trouble came after that because now you know i'm in the streets so Mm -hmm. instead of stopping on the block on my way to school going to school going to the block after school and chilling until I leave and go home. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the house, going to the block, probably pull a 24-hour shift or a 72-hour shift just out there, you know? And stuff stuff come with that. You're making a little bit of money, you know, people, you buying clothes, little jewelry at the did- time you thinking it's phenomenal you doing the world but you know you ain't really doing much in the grand scheme of things but you know i'm I'm thinking i'm nino brown at the time man you know (laughs) so i'm i'm behaving like that you know what i mean so and everything that comes with that
0: and when did the music enter your life at this time here now
1: um even in high school throughout high school I used to freestyle, you know, you hear somebody's song, you change up their words, do your version of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I never really fully paid attention to music until this second time I was locked up when I was doing three years, you know? Okay. Um, And everybody who heard me was like, yo, you, you fire dog, you nice, you know? Now I've been hearing that when I was in the streets, but it was all from people I know or people that was afraid of me or, you know? So I never really believed it. But in prison, anything, What what one thing that anybody accepts very quick when you're in prison or about the prison population is they're the hardest set of people satisfy in any way because there's nothing to there's nothing there to be happy about There's there's no you know if you you have to find something within you to be happy about so Mm -hmm. if a prisoner say that's nice it really is it's exceptionally nice (laughs) you know and and in my experience the second hardest audience to please after the prison audience is the jamaican audience i you know if, if a, a adult, jamaican you say, say that yeah if a jamaican say yo that is fire mm-hmm. believe it because the hardest set of people to please mm-hmm. so i started believing it you know and then i met i met I met um, Shine. He was doing his time at the time in um, Clinton. I was in Clinton, Clinton Max. I met Shine. There was another rapper there that he was signed to. Um, he was signed to Rockefeller at the time. His name was H Moneybags. But um, okay. um, he was with the, he was, he was a crew called um, the codees It was, it was a pair of them, the codees And he got caught, um, I don't remember i think it was with a mac 11 or something like that but he ended he was doing 10 years five to ten and i met him in the process and he was the first one to say yo yo give me a phone give me a give me a address give me your people's address here's my wife's address no matter what happens you have a contact to me because you know you're in prison we could be chilling. Ten minutes from now, a riot kickoff, we all end up in different prisons across the state. Some of us get kicked out of the state, you know, so we always, you write, you write your your, your love What very important information. You write it in your Bible because you always get to have your religious um book with you no matter what that follows you no matter where you go. You know what I mean? So wrote his info is his wife's info in my and that that don't happen bro nobody in prison ain't gonna give you their wife address or they you know what i'm saying so that showed me like because he was like yo dog, i still talk to um um bleak memphis bleak um okay. over the phone because that's his peoples he was signed to them you know and he like yo i'm gonna give you the link to them man trust me just get out don't don't catch no more charges in here don't you know when i went out I was taking music serious. I got I got out in 2006 after doing um 3 years and a couple months. Mm-hmm. A little um a shooting incident cuz the, the first time you asked me prior to me saying yo fuck school, it wasn't no real legal issues. Yeah. After that it just started escalating a cutting charge there, a stabbing charge there, a possession charge here, a shooting mm-hmm. charge there. You know, it just going up, going up, going up, you know? So um, I came home in 06, and, you know, I I I, 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 I want to say I came an age in Yonkers because moved from Brooklyn and was living in Yonkers, and that's where I really, you know, like, when got all in, mm-hmm. went all in in Yonkers. You know what I mean. So when I got locked up on the shooting incident, when I came home, they was they banned me from Yonkers. So I had to live in the Bronx. You know, okay. I had to live in the Bronx. So um, I used to sneak into Yonkers to go to the D Block Studio. To, to that's the very first place I recorded music was the D Block Studio. Shout out to Poobs. Um, he was the first engineer to ever record me. I didn't know how to count bars. I was getting mad the whole session because he like, yo, spit 16, and I'm spitting 32s because at the time, I, I didn't know how to count. I thought how, but every two bars was, you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting mad in there, and then, you know, I got the jail temperature. I'm, it was, you know, it was I didn't last long in the streets in '06. I got locked up again a few months later. You know, for the charge
0: that that got
1: me deported.
0: Okay, so this is now the third time that you actually got locked up now on a serious charge.
1: To do real time, yeah, because I did a year, then I did three years, and then I got locked up in 06. I went on the run in New York because I was on parole when I came home. So I I went on the run. Um, I'm out in Massachusetts now, you know, and I got jammed up for um, trafficking cocaine.
0: Okay, so then remember, you got you got into trouble twice before. How come there was never really any the deportation or never anything never came in at that time there? Because remember, you still don't have a social at this time.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, the New York um prison system is so crowded that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's a lot of small details that get overlooked. And then Every time they 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 approach me with it, remember I told you I went to high school in Queens. You know, I went to aviation high school. So every time they're like, yo, it's saying Jamaica. I'm like, "I, I listen, I went to high school in Queens. I was born in Jamaica Hospital in Queens. I don't know what's going on. You guys keep bringing me here. Keep asking me about this. Come on, bro. Do I look like a Jamaican? Do I sound like a Jamaican? Like we're wasting each other's time. And I slid through like that. You know, mm-hmm. I slid through because when they type in the system, I did go to high school and they oh, yeah, it's transcript. Oh, yeah. Queens. Ah, yes. Yeah. Some computer error away that said Jamaica the island instead of Jamaica mm-hmm. hospital. And what's your social security number? Bro, I'm in mm-hmm. prison. I've been committing crimes my whole life. I've never had a use for that. I could tell you my jail ID number because I use it every day. They're like, oh, my God, another scum. Get out of here. You know, that's how they was, you know, so I slid through. But um, Massachusetts is a commonwealth, and a lot of people don't really um, understand what that term means. Like, in America, you have states, you have commonwealths you have probably only four commonwealths in the entire america united states you got um virginia is one of them massachusetts is one of them i know one of the carolinas is one of them and um pennsylvania is one of them you know and um you have one district district of columbia washington dc now every state there are laws that no matter what state you're in, they're constant. Once you're in a state, commonwealth is different. They could change the laws and they make the laws up as they go. They could do what they want, you know, and, and it's like the district, District of Columbia, Washington, that's the only place. A lot of people don't know, but that's the only place in America that if there is like anarchy or something like that, none of the laws, Apply there because all the laws are written to be executed in a state or a commonwealth. That's neither, it's a district, and it's no coincidence why that's where the White House is and that's where Fort Knox is at, you know. But, um, I digress, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But, um, Massachusetts, they did, they did because they're a commonwealth. You know they do a different type of research, and they're more vigilant, and they take things more personal because they was like, "Oh, you're not from here. You're here, and I was Commonwealth selling drugs. Yeah, you know." So they made sure that they got everything that they needed to get me up out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's that's how uh, immigration pulled up on me while I was there serving. My I was probably about three years into my time out there when immigration pulled up on me it was like all right um you know you got this issue at the end of this we gonna come see you and figure it out i was like all right at the end of it they came they was like um massachusetts didn't even want to let me go bro you know i had to have them parole me to new york custody because i was on the run from new york so I had to, I, I wasn't going to the streets anyway. You know, so I, I had to use that because if it was up to Massachusetts, they would still have me out there right now. You know, so um, I got to New York. They sent me update because I was on parole. I violated parole, even though I caught, uh, I just did six years now out in Massachusetts. New York still wanted some time. So they sent me upstate again. Um, And at the, while I was upstate, immigration came again and they like, yo, do you want to fight it? You've been here your whole life. Nah, I signed out. They put okay. me. They sent me to immigration. Yeah. So it's it's they bro. They 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 um when they when they mad at you, man. They they become very spiteful.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. So okay. So you did your time, and then now you got parole to New York, and then I guess you got deported from New York. No,
1: um, so when Massachusetts paroled me to New York, I did, I went upstate again when I re, when they, um, New York paroled me to immigration. Now, when immigration came and got me, they immediately took me from New York and brought me to New Jersey. So I was in New Jersey and mm-hmm. I was waiting on a plane cause I didn't fight. I, I didn't fight. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go through that process. So, um. I don't know. I guess they didn't like that because everybody fights. So they're like, now nah, oh, yeah, oh, you don't want to fight? So I missed the plane. They didn't put me on the plane. So they sent me from um, New Jersey. I stood maybe two months in New Jersey until they shipped me to Miami. Um, they shipped me from Miami. I stood in Miami for like a week. I missed the plane there because they're sending me Saying like, yo, all right, there's a plane leaving to Jamaica. We're going to send you to meet that plane from New Jersey to Miami because the plane is leaving from Miami. So they extradite me from New New, And this is like a three-day journey. There's None of this happens in a day or a few hours. They bring you from one jail. You spend a couple hours there, a different bus, new handcuffs, new shackles bring you to a plane, take off those handcuffs, new handcuffs, new shackles from that plane. So it's like this is like it ain't like you getting on a flight and you know what I'm saying? So I, I get to Miami, um, I missed the plane that I was that was going to Jamaica. So they they fly me from Miami to Louisiana, you know what I'm saying? And left me in Louisiana. For maybe about three weeks before i got on a plane and actually made it to jamaica
0: wow okay and what year did you come to jamaica and what was it like the first night or even the first week touching back in jamaica now after not being in jamaica uh, for so many years uh i returned
1: to jamaica july 26 2012. i could never Mm -hmm. forget that because that's i call that my rebirth day i celebrate twice birthdays every year my birthday and that day Mm -hmm. um that first day it was just me basically recording everything because everything was new to me you -hmm. know it was new to me um when i landed and they took the handcuffs off to the u.s Marshals, so they could fly to America and I wasn't just free. They released me and um, the, 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 the army, the Jamaica army custody and and they brought me to their headquarters and a bunch of other us as well, because I, I, I came to Jamaica on con air. I didn't come on a regular plane. So everybody else that came, they was also on con air as well. So it, it's the people who they felt couldn't come on regular planes, you know? Um, so they brought us to, to the camp. So they call it camp. And, you know, they interview, they taking pictures. They want to know where you're going, what you're going to do when you're here. I don't have a phone number for anybody that I'm going to call. I don't have an address for where I'm going to go. So they, they thinking, like, you're going to be one of them, that you're going to be a problem for us, you know. So um, I actually, man, I ended up sneaking out of there. I had to sneak out of there. While they went on a lunch break, because really they're supposed to get an address and phone number from you, you know. But I didn't have that, you know, and they was giving me a hassle, a hard time about that, man. So you know, they went on a lunch break and um, I, I walked out there, looked, seen. Oh, okay, yeah, it's the main road out there. All right, I just grabbed my bag. I had a garbage bag a clear garbage bag with with a bunch of music and books and like my jail mail, my letters and pictures and all that. I just took that and slid up out of there, man. When I got out front, you know, it was some prostitutes out front because they know every Thursday, um, you know, the deportees come back. So they be out there. They know, you know, niggas come home, they got some money, they want some, you know, they want some action, you know what I mean? So. I seen one of the prostitutes out there, man. I paid her twenty dollars to. Um, I paid her twenty dollars for a phone call. She called a cab for me. And when the cab nigga came, I paid him twenty dollars to bring me to um to Portmore. And I went to Portmore because I went to Portmore really and truly because I went to Portmore because when I was locked up, I used to get the star, I used to get the newspaper, you know, and that was like my only way of knowing what's going on in Jamaica, and. I, I, that's the only place that I seen that had a mall. You know what I mean? That actually said mall. And in my experiences, every mall has a bulletin board with like lost dogs, lost and found mm-hmm. apartments for rent, used lawnmower, blah, blah, blah. I needed a place to rent that night to stay because, you know, I, I, I have family. I have relatives, mm-hmm. but we're not close I didn't feel comfortable. I won't even say we're not close. Since I left, there was no contact, because I left as a kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the contact was minimal. Some of them, um, I don't remember what they look like. I don't know if they remember what I look like. To me, they're strangers, bro. I got friends that I consider more family than them. It's no disrespect to them. It's just that I don't know them, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't really consider that an option. To mm-hmm. me, linking up with them and staying with one of them, um, I'm well aware that I could have, you know, but it, it just wasn't an option that I that I, I wanted to explore at the time, you know. And um, so went to the bulletin board, you know. Um, called the I bought, first thing I did was I went to the phone store, bought a phone, I bought a little banger, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, bulletin board called, went and seen two places. One person had two apartments for rent. He brought me to one place, definitely slum, garrison. I wasn't with it. I'm like, nah, this ain't for me. Not right now. I'm trying to relax a little bit, get this together. This right here looked like it's active right now. You know what I mean? The next place was real nice. It was a gated community. I think it was a part of his plan, though, like to Mm -hmm. show like, yo, this over there. And he come over here look at this because he he I found out months later that he was charging me twice the amount that I really was supposed to be paying, you know. Okay. So um, I didn't I didn't know no better, you know. I just got here, I didn't have nobody to guide me or you know. So I'm 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 learning as I go. So yeah, man, I ended up in Portmore, rented a place that night, no furniture, no nothing. Slept on the floor, you know. I had eight hundred dollars with me, man. I spent um. 440 dollars on the apartment that you know and so that left me that cut me down you know to 380 and i already i bought the phone you know for i mean 360 and already i bought the phone so the bread is dwindling already like rapidly it it's basically good
0: one hours. to two days yeah <laughs> wow
1: yeah it's only been a couple hours you know so mm-hmm. i slept on the phone that night i mean slept on the floor that night you know used my sneakers and and a little jacket little little windbreaker that i wore i had on a nike sweatsuit when i came so i used a little windbreaker and my sneakers as a as a pillow and then the next morning now i went to the passport office in kingston and got my passport so i could have an id to collect money from western union so that's how that's how i started my life here bro
0: you know okay I see that. And then this is this is 2012, where right now I guess this is cartel and Mavado, They're hot. This is not really no real trap music, no hip hop, really in the dance. Nah, fashion, yeah, yeah. Jamaica, this is authentic yeah. dance
1: off. Cartel just yeah. got locked up, so he's running mm-hmm. the you know, um Mavado running the place. Um Tommy Lee was on fire, you know, mm-hmm. he was on fire. Yeah, that was that dance hall. So, uh, nah, it wasn't no space for rap. They was telling me, no, not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I went to a lot of studios. They had me waiting outside for hours. You know what I mean? Like, yo, all right, yo, yeah. We done Mm -hmm. for the day. Forward tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: One of those things you so remember. You're deported. You don't really know anybody. You rap. You don't right. even speak the whole dialect like how they speak there anymore. It's yeah, the I'm learning it through world music.
1: I'm, I'm mm-hmm. learning it through music, like deciphering music. Like, oh, that's what that means. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning it as I go, through music and through women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I met I met, I met met a nigga. His name was Marlon. He was the first one to bring me to, to a studio out here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Marlon. Marlon Edwards in Portmore. There. Yeah. And then he brought you to the studio first. So then how did that transfer from there to get into Why Rush?
1: All right. Um, bring me to the studio, record music. Nothing never happened with it. And people just playing it from the phone. It's not mixed right because nobody don't really know out here how to mix a rapper. Um mm-hmm there's a big difference in the way you mix dancehall music and reggae to the way you mix rap music. Um, Dancehall music is predominantly played outside because we have dances. So the music is mixed to project, to travel. So that's why you could be 10 blocks over out here and hear the music at a dance that's going on over there, clear, because the music is mixed to project because it's played outside. Rap is the total opposite. America, Canada, Europe, the music is played indoors in clubs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's mixed with more bass so you could feel it. The voice don't need to project because we're not that far from the speaker. We are gonna hear everything clearly, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the thing with my music is one, I was approaching the djs wrong i was approaching them very aggressive Mm -hmm. um the second thing the music mix quality was terrible right Mm -hmm. um and the third thing from the outside looking in you think you know how something works or something runs and you're doing your own thing and you're applying certain tactics or strategy and that's really not how it works when you get in there so from 2012 to about i want to say 2017 Mm -hmm. really and truly um i'm getting a few radio spins not daytime radio neither nighttime radio and internet radio Few people are People know me, the rapper. Oh, ha, ha, that nigga's crazy. He talking about he rapping. I'm, I'm literally just rapping to anybody who would listen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Recording on any beat that I would get, and telling anybody who would uh, air, like, yo, this is what I'm doing. This is my plans. Blah 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 blah. blah. All right. Some of the people who Gave me an ear, and saw, I don't know if they believed it could work, but they definitely believed in the talent. Mm-hmm. Was um just bus, Drew. They they have a program called Just Bus Acoustics, and they basically interview reggae artists, not even at all, reggae artists, and. Mm-hmm have them perform with, with live instruments. And in maybe 2014, could be even 13, bro. They gave me an episode on that. They interviewed me. I was the only artist that didn't have a live band. I had a DJ playing from playing the rhythms off of the computer on a thumb drive. Um I had no original music like none of the the beats None of the, the songs that I sang were on original beats. I, I was just taking people rhythms and putting songs on it. They still gave me a full episode, had it on TV, all that, right? So, forward now to about 2017, Drew calls me and he's like, Yo, mm-hmm. people always say, Yo, you look like Vibes Cartel. You look like Vibes Cartel. I don't see the similarity, but I get it. It's just because we're tall and we're skinny. It's, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm in New York, they say you look like Jay-Z, you look like Fabus. Now, they say I look like Skinny Bang. It's just once you're tall and skinny, they say I look like Travis Scott. It's the same. You know what I mean? So I get it. Tall, skinny, brown skin, mm-hmm. dark skin. Okay, that's what you look like. It's cool. Mm-hmm. They're always comparing me to somebody great. So that's that's cool. I'm cool with it. So yeah. they're like, yo... I need a favor. I need a favor. We're shooting a video for Why Rush. He has a song with Vibes Cartel. We need you to play Vibes Cartel, please. I know you don't like the comparison, but just do me that favor, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, at this time, I don't know Rush. You know, we never met nothing. I'm like, all right, cool. On the day of the shoot, I'm there, I met Rush the songs fire with him and cartel obviously i know who vibes cartel is we're here cool i'm playing vibes cartel in a video obviously i find out who now he's on zip top radio this job he owns his own sound i'm finding out who he is now so i'm like all right cool listen yo bro i know you're working you're on a video shoot you're a DJ, everybody's, every artist is trying to give you music right now. I want you to, I want to give you a couple songs I'd like to hear. i like, you know, some feedback. I want to give you some music. And I saw him in a Mercedes. He was driving a Mercedes that day. And I had a song called Mercedes, because I had a Mercedes, I had a old school. So I, I got a love for Mercedes. I did a song called Mercedes. I was like, yo, I got a song, man, that I'd like for you to listen to in your car. Because anybody that loves Benz is going to automatically love that song. Because it's, it's, it's about Mercedes and it's fire. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, um, after the shoot, let me, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, we got the out. He's like, yo, listen, um, send me some music. I'm going to give you my email email me a couple songs. Don't send me a bunch of stuff because I'm busy. I'm getting, Just send me like your best, what you think, you know? I'm like, right, I, I think I sent him three songs. And he asked me like, yo, what's your, um, if you're as nice as you say you are, how come I never heard about you? Basically is what he asked me. What's your problem? Why you're not at the forefront? And I'm like, yo, um, My biggest problem, I got two problems in dancehall, in Jamaican music. One, nobody don't know how to mix me. So the music, when you play it, like, it sounds trash, you know what I'm saying? Because the mix quality is terrible. And second, a lot of people are afraid to deal with me. You know what I'm saying? He like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know, dog. They're afraid of me. I don't know why. You ask them when you see them, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, um, all right, send the music. I think he thought I was playing. <laughs> I, think like, I think he thought I was playing. Yeah, so he's like, all right, um, send the music. So I emailed him three songs. I know I sent him Mercedes. I know I sent him all the way up. I did a remix for All the Way Up. The um the French Montana fat Joe and Remy Martin. I did a remix for that. Um 3D, DJ 3D from Renaissance Sound had remade that rhythm for me. Mm-hmm. I be, Yeah, I think 3D remade the rhythm. No, 3D remade the rhythm for me. I did the song on there, and it was one of them that I sent to Rush.
0: Okay.
1: He called me, or he messaged me. I think it might have been the next night or the same night. Like, yo, um, I sent something to your email. I sent it to your email. I sent one. I mixed one of the songs and sent it to your email, and mm-hmm. I made some changes to it. Let me know how you feel about it. I know if you get it, he was like, "Yeah, I made some changes to it. Let me know what you feel. I added some things to it. Like, let me know, you know, let me know what you feel. If not, I could take it out if you don't like it. You know what I mean?" I was like, "All right, boom. Shoot over to my email. Listen to it. Oh shit! Immediately it sound different. The mix, it's mm-hmm. crazy." clarity, it sounds how it's supposed to sound. You know, and I'm listening to it, listening to it, listening to it, and at the end of my verse, he did a verse. I was like, oh shit, listen okay. to the verse. Now, unbeknownst to me, at the time, that was the second time he ever, the only other thing he ever did musically was the shit with him and Cartel. So I'm like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. A few things going through my mind. Boom. I got a verse from Rush. Mm -hmm. Boom. Okay. It kind of confirmed what I already know. But because everybody is telling me the opposite, you know what I mean? I'm like, I I probably was even questioning. I'm like, okay. I knew my shit was fire. Once niggas Mm -hmm. understand it, they going to fuck with it. He did a verse on it. You know what I mean? And that's what started everything. You know, it went from, you know, him just... Mixing the music, you know, being my brother, giving me advice in 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 the business, you know, Mm -hmm. to 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 mentoring me, you know, I mean, and one day, he hollered at me, like I don't know if he came to my house or he was like, yo, pull up over at my house. I went to his house, uh, and he was like, yo, man, I believe in what you're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm already giving you the energy, I support it, you know, um, let's put it on paper, you know, let's let's put it on paper. And then I we, we signed the management deal with them, you know? And then probably, probably about, about a year later, about a year later, we, we, we created um, Urban Legend. Well, we created the idea of Urban Legend, mm-hmm. a record label. We were searching for a name, searching for name, something that actually made sense for us, for me, 'Cause I'm the artist that's gonna introduce it to the world. He's the person that I won't say behind the scenes, but he's the person dealing with the behind the scenes work, you know? Um and um he actually came up with the name. You know what I mean? He came up with the urban legend name. You know, and it it it, it, it just completely umbrella the concept of what we doing and who i am you know and um we took it from there bro and and the first thing we did before we even went public with the record label uh we did an EP and we named the EP Urban Legends
0: okay so. you know, but
1: nobody really knew we just did that to to familiarize
0: people with the the brand yeah. what we was about to do so that was the first body of work that you and rush decided to um to get into was the um yeah Urban yeah
1: Legend yeah the, Urb- the Urban Legend EP urban legend ep that had um four songs on there um love to love you featuring version shout out to version mm-hmm. Anyway, he's at across the planet um he did that for me he sang the chorus for i won't even say for me he sang the chorus for rush because he didn't know me yeah. um we went and met him rush knew him because you know rush got 20 years of experience in the business so he he knows damn near the whole business. You know, anybody who came in the business for the past 20 years, he has, he knows them. There's some kind of relationship there between them. And um, he hollered at Virgin. We went over to Friends for a Real Studio and met him the first time I met Virgin. And he was just a real cool, humble nigga, man, you know. And, and remember, nobody knows me. The few people that do know me are my personal little fan base that I've been developing. I probably had a thousand followers on Instagram, you know. And um, Rush brings me to meet Version, and he's like, "Yo, this is my artist." He's a rapper. I could just imagine how that sounded to version thinking about it now. Yo, I got an artist, a rapper and I want you to sing a, a chorus for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? No, no, he's a deportee. <laughs>
0: a deportee? <laughs> the fuck? What? But It just it and, just keeps yeah. getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I
1: want you to do a song for me. I want you to do a, a chorus for me. Right. I'm not paying you. Right. It's for a rapper. Right. And he's deported. <laughs> what? And nobody knows him, ain't nobody fucking with him, nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, right? that's just that's just a bad like that's a the thought just how right, go crazy. That's
1: urban legend, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we got the same. Russian and I got the same where we were like, yo, that's some urban legend shit. Like that's mm-hmm. some real urban legend shit because he actually did it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he liked the song. He did it. He and I developed a, a a a relationship. We didn't become great friends, but that's my nigga. Like if he called me right now, it's no. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen him in probably two. Two, maybe three years in person. Okay. But that's still my dog. i never forget what he done. Um, so that's how Love to Love You song came about. That was one of that was the biggest song for me for years. Love to Love You, because that's talking about the girl who stood by my side for the 10 years that I was in prison for. That song's dedicated to her, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's a very relatable song. And even people who never been through that struggle, they're like, damn, like not many people be that vulnerable about themselves musically to even give the woman that held them and and stood by their side. Even when I'm not, me and her, we're not together now, you know what I'm saying? But I still, whenever that, that she pops up in conversation or even my prison journey pops up in an interview, she always, in there somewhere because she was there man like she probably missed out of ten years bro all right one year don't count because Mm -hmm. I was 19 no I was 18 she was 17 because I was a year old and so she couldn't come to the prison by herself obviously her mom's ain't bringing her, her pops ain't bringing her you know what I mean so that year don't count so for nine years no matter where I was at in America, bro, she was there every Saturday when I'm in New York, no matter where I'm at in New York. And in some places in New York, that's six, seven hours away. People won't realize that. Some prisons, I was in a prison in Malone. That's literally, I could look at the Canadian border. If you're in Canada, I'm sure you heard of Malone, New York. That's probably the closest place you step into this Malone and then Buffalo, you know what I'm saying? Like Malone is right next to Niagara Falls. Like we see in the falls from the prison, you know? So that's far bro. And she's there every Saturday. She gets on the bus, a prison bus Friday evening and get Mm -hmm. to the prison Saturday morning at like five o'clock, sit outside in the waiting area until 9, 10 o'clock when when visiting hours start to see me for a few hours and leave and do the same thing again. So, you know, me doing that song was just me saying thank you. And and letting her know that everything that she's mad about or she was mad about, I know why and I understand. You know what I mean? And, and I apologize for dragging her through all that and I appreciate her for actually Being there for me, you know, cause that that make that makes a difference for a nigga when he doing his time, when 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 you know, like, yeah, bro, like because, yo, we could be in the day room right now or wherever, in the yard right now, you piss me off. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to do my best to chop his head off. The weapon that I have isn't sharp enough to cut your head clean off, but it's going to scar you real good. But the thing that will prevent me from doing that is thinking, yo, Shakira going to be here. She ain't going to make the visit. And really and truly, her flipping out over the phone because she can't come I'm more afraid of that than the actual <laughs> new charge that I'm gonna catch while I'm in there. I'm like, damn, man, I can't. Like, it's crazy when you think about it. You know what I mean? Cause you in the yard and I'm around like murderers, people that's never coming home. You know what I mean? And they about to, they about to do something. Like, let's say somebody's mad at the officer or something, and he's like, yo, yo, bro, yeah, I would stab that nigga like 40 times right now, man, but. I don't wanna hear my girl mouth, man. She gonna be bitching talking about how I get visits for some punk shit. You know, so people don't really, really know like these women on the outside of the fence, you know, they, they prevent a lot of a lot of damage on the on the inside. And and you know, you see the, the, the difference in attitude and 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 temperature in the inmate that gets visits. From an inmate that don't get visits, you know what I mean, and I'm very conscious of that, man. And I, I, you know, she, 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 she helped me get out in the time that I got out because even though, even though I caught extra charges in there, even though, you know, they bounced me around the system, it would have been a lot worse if I, if I, if I didn't have to think like them. Mm-hmm. She's expecting me to call tonight. If I do something right now, I'm going to miss the phone call tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that helps. It's wild. It, it, it's it, wild. It, it, it helps keep. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So, you know, okay. that's so Bringing up another,
0: her. there's another female that I know you are connected to, which was the um, angel. Today is the angel's birthday. And i seen in your story. It's actually
1: her birthday today, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to her
0: hmm I've seen that in your stories, you posted a message there, that she was actually one of the first people to really yeah. bring you around as an artist. Talk about that for a bit.
1: Um. All right, yeah. Remember I was telling you that um, Rush was like, yo, so why you ain't reach blah, blah, blah? And I was like, yo, I don't got nobody to mix for me. And they kind of scared of me. You know what I mean? And he was like, so he... He comes to find out like, oh yeah, this is the that's that's really the case, you know? So he's kinda being a buffer for me. He's in the industry telling people like, nah man, he's a cool, you know what I mean, telling people because they'll listen to him, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did the song with with Virgin. We shot the video. Till this day, Virgin and I have never performed that song together in person i performed it i don't know if he performs it but i perform it in my set when i work you know what i mean we've never performed it together we shot the video cool mm-hmm. we've never went on a radio interview together um he's never posted the song on his social media none of that you know what i mean now don't i'm not bashing him or anything i'm just showing you something you feel me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i did a song with javinci vinci I got a bunch of songs with da Vinci, you know? We performed together. He called me, yo, I got a show. I want you to run out, blah, 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 blah. He Give me maximum energy to the best of his ability. We've never done an interview together, you know? Um, Angel, we did the song together. That was the last song that I recorded for my album, the Deportee album. Now. Think about it. Mm -hmm. She is who she is. Mm -hmm. She is who she is. You can't mention females in dance hall and don't mention her name, whether you like her or not. Cool. Imagine her. I try to put myself in the minds of other people. Imagine her getting a call from Rush. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yo, Angel, I got a song for my art. Up to up at that point, people know me now. Now, um, mm-hmm. the deportee rapper, Russia's artist, mm-hmm. the deportee rapper got deported for selling drugs, attempt murder, out da da. That doesn't help the people who are already afraid of me in the industry. You know what I mean? It's just now I'm getting more media coverage, and this is actually solidifying everything that they've been hearing from people when they travel to America or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine her now getting a call. Yeah, what's going on, Rush? Yeah, you know, um my artist got a song for his album. Yeah, artist is yeah. Yeah, the rapper the D4T man, Jackal man. Yeah, he got a song for the album that we're naming D4T. The name of the album is D4T. And mm-hmm. you know, we we want to do a song with you, man. We got to you know, and she's like yeah well if the song is if the song bad mood just like that mm-hmm. she comes to the studio maybe I probably the next day shortly after you know what i mean <laughs> me i'm i'm trying to be reserved because i already know there's a stigma with people like yo He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that, right? So I'm just there, quiet, rhythm playing, hearing my part. This is the idea I have for what I would like for you to do. And she's like, yo, relax, loosen up. I'm here to work. I'm not here to judge you. The song is fire. I'm going to give it my all. What? All right. cool, man. You know, dope. You know, like, totally caught me off guard. Totally caught me off guard. All right. So we do the song. We have a hit song together. Caller for the video. Absolutely. When are you ready? Let me know. Just give me a couple days in advance. Let me get my schedule together. Blah, 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 blah. Comes to the video shoot. High energy. No diva shit. No, you know what I mean. Like none of that. We working. Actually, the place where I sh- where we shot the video, I I I, I just seen it. Like, oh, this is nice. We just went in there, like, and started shooting there. No, no permission. Nothing. Security pulling up on us. She's like, yo, yeah, no, we're just, we're almost done. This oh, they're realizing who she is. All right, listen, all right, listen, listen. We just want to finish what we're doing. If you let us finish what we're doing, y'all can get as many pictures with me as you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, real down to earth, you know? All right, cool. We shoot the video. Promo time now. Promo the song.
0: Interview. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> interview. Every interview she got, yo, I'm, I got an interview with, on stage tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I've been to on stage prior to that about three or four times. One time with Rush, Mm -hmm. he had an interview. He mentioned me in the interview. They didn't film me. They edited out the part where he mentioned me. The second time I went was with Ika Mouse. Cause we have a song together on the EP as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They filmed me, edited me out. The third time I w- I was supposed to go with Da mm-hmm. ja Vinci, I didn't go. Cause I'm like, yo, they keep editing me out. She gets an on-stage interview. She's like, she calls me, yo, I got an on-stage interview. Um. um I, just like let's say she would be like yo tomorrow at four o'clock. I'm like yo nah I ain't going there man because they they don't they don't fuck with me. She like what? What you mean? Uh, they, they, they don't fuck with me. Uh, every time I have been there, they, they haven't aired it. I see them air. You know what I'm saying? All right, just come anyway, and I don't know. They got to the prove to me because I don't know why you got quality music. You got an album out there. I see them putting people on there. All right, cool. I go. Lo and behold get the interview. I'm excited about it, but I'm not extra excited because I've been Mm -hmm. here before.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Interview actually got aired. Great response. You know, um, she's doing the, the song came out around November, December, Christmas time. So in Jamaica, there are a lot of road Mm -hmm. shows. Like every radio station has the road show, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, She's on the Mellow FM Road show, you know, going from parish to parish, parish to parish, parish to parish, city to city, city to city performing every night. She's like, um, yo, Mello, show up. Bring your 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 flash drive with, with the songs you want to perform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. We're there, we're backstage, everybody, all you know, it's a it's a Christmas bash, bro, so it's all legendary lineup. It's Yellow Man, Beanie Man, Angel, like cream of the crap, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody there knows me or if they know me as far as like the the the, the people running in the show. And if they know me, they're not acknowledging me. She's like, yo, um, okay, so I'm performing – her, she has her set lined up with her DJ, you know. Go up, do her thing. Probably about two, three songs in. She called me up. We perform our song. I'm walking off stage. She's like, "Yo, hold on, where, where you going? Yo, on the love the Bud rapper. Yeah, the baddest thing is uh, yo. If y'all don't know about him, y'all need to know. Blah 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 blah. He got an album out. Every song on there is fire. I'm not just saying. Yo, you know what? Run his rhythm, sing the song Murderer, let them hear Murderer. I'm talking about on Mellow FM, bro. (laughs) Sing Murderer. It's one of my favorite songs. Other except for the song that, with us, of course. Boom. Sing Murderer. People loving it. Sing the next song. Boom. Sing the next song. People loving it. Sing one more. Boom. Sing the next one. People loving it. All right, cool. And she's doing this over and over and over and over, bro. It's not a one-time thing. She's on national TV, TVJ. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could never forget that because I, I, I couldn't repay her for that. You know what I'm saying? Like her doing a song for me in this industry where you're only as good as your last hit. Her doing a song with me don't benefit her. Her campaigning for me don't benefit her. It don't make other people want to work with her it ain't like doing a song with whoever the fuck, you know what i mean and i i keep stuff like that always at the front of my mind man and i always like to give people they flowers you know when they can still smell them
0: man and i, I never forget that ever that's that's big that's big especially coming from somebody as you said like the angel doesn't really know you and she got the same basic story that virgin got because remember all of these stuff that Rush is saying, it's like, freak, man. Okay, I'll do it anyhow. And she actually did it. So then one other person yeah. that I know you connected with, and you even have your music video you just put out a couple days ago, Skilly Beck. Yeah. How did that connection yeah, yeah. come around? Because I know you guys actually released two songs already. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um We dropped uh, twice songs, twice videos. Um The first one, Sound Like. And, um, the one that we just released, I think maybe about a week now, um mm-hmm. um one life, good, good production, you know that was also on his 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 mixtape, um the Prodigy, which came out in December. um man, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I met him. I met him, I reached out to him on Instagram, you know okay. because this this is the type of person that I am um this is the second time we're doing this interview because the first one, the audio just can't go public because I really be outside around some real stuff taking place, you know what I mean? And because of that, I, I I get a chance to hear music that the the underground underground is listening to, you know? And I was around one of my hitters, man, and he had a, playing and i was like yo yo who is that and he was like yo man nigga named skilly bang from saint thomas he caught your name in a song too like he said boj i was like mm-hmm. yo this song right here was crazy he had a song called um duppy time mm-hmm. and i was like yo this nigga's fire he's not Tuffing up his voice to convince you that he's a killer. He's, he's really just being himself. And for me, like, in real life experience, bro, like, the real gangsters are the real quiet and reserved. They don't really raise their voice. They're the ones that be like, yeah, I'm gonna kill that nigga right now. And everybody's laughing. And a couple minutes later, you hear explosion going on, you know? And they're still just, at the end of it all, they still just sit there smoking real quiet, like, yeah, man, they ain't believe me. I told them I was going to do that. But, you know, like, their temperature is always real monotone. They don't get very, you know? And I identified with that immediately from the first song. I went on Audio Mac, and I was like, yo, Skitty Ben, I typed it in. And I saw, like, 30 songs, I was like, Yo, how the fuck? This is the first time I'm just hearing about this nigga. So now I'm listening because the thing with me is I be tricked. I've gotten tricked by artists before. Like I'll hear something that I like, and then when I go search, that's the only example of what I liked, you know? So I went, and before I downloaded, I started listening. So I'm listening. I'm like, yo, it's unorthodox. His flow is completely different. It ain't you can't compare it to nothing else. So that right there, just, my ears is standing at attention. And then the stuff that he's talking about, I'm like, yo. Hmm. To me, he's just rapping in Patois. That's what I, you know. I'm like, yo, I gotta holler at this nigga. So I message him. Yo, bro, I heard some of your music. I'd love to work with you, blah, 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 blah. Holler at me. Mm-hmm. And probably like a day later or the same day, he messaged me like, yo, what you had in mind? You know what I'm saying? And I sent him what I had in mind. And that ended up being sound like, you know what I mean? And um, you know, even with me, mm-hmm. a lot of times when i when i when I like an artist's music I've learned to not to want to meet them because when I meet them it it kind of turns me off because mm-hmm. they're not what I expected now mm-hmm. that's unfair because even to me, I know now people are listening to my music mm-hmm. and they'll come to a conclusion their conclusion of who they think I am you know and that might be wrong. You could just hear a song with how I'm feeling at that time or a message that I feel like conveying at that time. And that leads somebody to believe that I'm a particular kind of way when I'm really not. And that, that has happened to me a lot. I've met a lot of artists that, well, I've listened to a lot of artists that when I met them, they disappointed me. You know what I mean? Like they wasn't who I thought they was in the music and when I met him he's just it's 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 what I thought it's it's the con- the conclusion that I that I that I forward to listen to the music that's that's who I met when I met him you know and just a down-to-earth he, like he eats sleep shit music like he's just thinking about more ways to be more creative and to excite the people more you know and he he's just solid down to earth for a person in his position i could get a phone call from him and he pulls up on me by himself on a dirt bike on a motorcycle in a car in a new car or oak just same shit that i do just regular you know what i mean it's not getting caught up in this like oh i'm you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just real down to earth. If I don't like you, I don't like you. If I like you, when I see you, I tell you I like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, dog, your music is dope. That song right there when you said that, that you know, just that real down to earth. And I appreciate that. And I cherish that. And, and and I respect and honor that. You know what I mean? And and it's an honor for me to know that he see the same in me. That he sees me and well, he heard my music and and when he met me, whatever conclusion he came of of me that it was enough that we could have a, a, a group that i consider my brother that's my brother you
0: know what i mean for sure for that's sure the, because brother, I, you know? I see <laughs> you i see you in that camp there with skilly bang popcorn dre island it seems like now jamaica is at a place where what you're doing isn't so foreign anymore it's almost like it makes sense what you're doing right now. And especially with the accent, what you're singing and everything. So you're in the right predicament. It's like, instead of you, you remember at first you were trying to go to them, go to them, go to them. Now it's coming to you. And that's really what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, And Mm
1: -hmm. it's, it's an honor. It's an honor to know that like, even the names you mentioned, you know, like, Dre Island, Popcorn, Skilly Bank, for me to even be able to say, like, yo, those are my brothers, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like, outside of music, you know, because I had a car accident, I had a car accident a couple days ago, about a week and a half ago or so, and the first person on the scene was was mm-hmm. was, was, was Dre Island, you know what I'm saying, like, he, he's my neighbor, he lived right up the road from me, you know what I mean, and you know messages popping up in my phone popcorn yo you good bro what's going on you all right you know what i mean skilly same thing and a few others as well you know what i mean and it's is for me you know it's just great to know that i'm i'm respected and accepted by the greats for what i do because like i'm literally the rapper like i'm their brother that raps you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so it's a blessing man and and rush had a had has or had a has a lot to do with that because you know he was the first one to to um what, what he was the first one in position to be like yo yeah like I'm rocking with him you know mm-hmm. go on TV and say it go on radio and say it like yo yeah who jacko who? nah that's that's my artist that's what i'm that's who I'm working with right now that's the only artist I'm working with right now as a matter of fact you mm-hmm. know and stuff like that. For the position that he's in, it made people think, like, hold on a second. But let me at least go see what this nigga is saying, if, if Rush is saying that. You know, and it's the same thing. People see me paring with Dre Island. They, they see, yo, them, them niggas is always together. Like, that's his, And Dre Island is a conscious, um, a, a Rasta artist. And he's very talented, plays the piano. You know what I'm saying? So, let me see what he's, he sees in this nigga. Let me take a closer look. You know, they see they see Popcorn, post a picture in my sneakers. You know, they're like, hold on a second. Nah, I got to listen. They see, you know, they, 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 they hear two songs, with Skinny Bang. You know, they see two videos. They, they, they hear how he speaks of me in his interviews. And they're like, hold on a second. All right, hold on. You know, um, maybe we got it wrong. You know, or, or maybe there's something we're not seeing. So, you know, it's a blessing, bro. It's, it's a big blessing, man.
0: Definitely, definitely. Before I get you out of here, 2021. Right now, we're all down Jamaica. There's curfew and all this stuff here. But what do you have planned? <sighs> what do you have planned for 2021 moving forward to really solidify the brand? Jackal and Urban Legends.
1: All right, man quality music on a consistent level bro <clears throat> quality music on a consistent level so we just dropped the video for um for one life you know that's trending right now we probably had a quarter million views in a few days that's doing phenomenal you know um we drop in the next video next friday you know um we're dropping a video every other Friday, bro. You know the next album. Mm-hmm. I want to say, which is about ninety, probably even ninety-five percent, produced by Y Rush. It's complete. It's finished. It's just we we just to waiting for the right time. You know, um, we're sitting on about six videos that you know, like I said, we're just dropping right time you know i i don't i'm not in a position to use a song and kill a song so to speak you know i want i want the i want the songs to grow i want everything to to get to reach its maximum potential so to speak you know so we're not rushing anything man uh, i love collaborating with people i feel like collabs bring the best out of me you know mm-hmm. and whoever i'm collaborating with because i'm not half stepping you know, I'm, I'm always leaving with leaving with my best foot forward. You know what I mean? Um, Rush, he's producing for all types of artists in dancehall and uh, reggaeton, obviously in rap. You know what I mean? He's still dealing with the radio. He's still doing, you know, he got his hands in a bunch of things that, you know, Urban Legend is just, we're branding and expanding. I think 2021 is branding and expanding. You know that's what I mean. Twenty twenty one is branding and expanding, bro. Cause yeah, I'm here doing an interview in Canada. Like this, this is expansion. You know, oh, this is expansion, bro. You know, so it's growth, growth, man. That's that's twenty twenty one, branding and expanding. You branding expanding. I hear that uh, Yeah, household name, man. I have, you know, I have. I just released my second pair of sneakers. I got a sneaker deal. You know I mean? The second pair just came out. I got a glasses situation. Three different frames are going to fall out in a few weeks. You know, so branding and expanding, bro. Urban legend now and forevermore, man.
0: Big, 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 big. If they want to check out anything you have coming up or going on, leave some socials, leave some shout outs, some big ups right now. The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, first and foremost, man, shout out to the whole Urban Legend movement my manager business partner my brother my mentor wire rush you know what i mean um definitely you could find out tapping with what's taking place with me on instagram i am the jackal i-a-m-t-h-e-j-a-k-a-l you know spotify audio mac itunes all your musical platform man jackal Jack- J-A-K-A-L, Jamaican Assassin, kid in all lanes, man. We out here, you know, just putting the work. And shout out to my brother, Skilly Bang. Make sure y'all check out that One Life video right now. Run it up, run it up. We want a million views, man. Let's do it, you know what I mean? Million views, don't y'all ever forget. Rap was started by Jamaican. Cool Herc, shout out to him. Born in Jamaica, raised in Jamaica, migrated to the United States in the Bronx, Cedric Avenue, where he pioneered what we now know is hip hop and rap. So this is a Jamaican. Don't ever y'all come, you know, forget that or confuse it. You know, I want every Jamaican across the planet to own that because it's ours. And right now, y'all have a, a a a a representative that y'all can say is 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 ours because I'm representing Jamaica. I'm broadcasting live. From Kingston, Jamaica, man, you know, so every Jamaican that's in Canada, that's in England, that's in America, whose parents is born in Jamaica and went to another country for a better life, and then their kids was born in that other country for a better life, you know realistically when when it came to music we 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 either had to subscribe to Jamaica or subscribe to whatever's taking place in wherever we at now. You got me, the hybrid. You know, I'm broadcasting live out of Jamaica, and I'm I'm competing at the highest level with this rap music. You know, and 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 we just out here giving Jamaicans something else to be proud of. You know, something else to to stand up and campaign. You know, just like when. Usain Bolt dominated the Olympics. You know what I mean. Like you know when 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 all those Jamaicans dominated the bobsled. You know mm-hmm. it, people shouldn't be surprised that a Jamaican is now rapping and competing. Or people shouldn't be surprised now that Jamaicans are now rapping and and broadcasting live from Jamaica. You know and and giving y'all giving the world quality music. You know what I mean? And and, and just showing another side of Jamaica from a rap's perspective, you know, and and that's what I'm here doing, man. That's what that's what Urban Legend is 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 all about. You know what I mean? So shout out to all my brothers in this musical fraternity that that worked with me and, and collaborated with me to to get us to this point. You know, what I mean, you know. People who are doing things, even behind the scenes. Shout out to Popcorn. Simply, he wearing his sneakers. Is you, you could go on his live and hear him talking about Jackal, the bad rapper. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like a lot of things that are, 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 are have culminated to to to, to 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 get it to where it's at right now. You know what I mean? And, and Brandon and expansion, 2021. Urban legend now and forever more, man. Quality music. I am the Jackal everywhere. Anybody that's trying to get in contact to do anything, just highlight Rush, and we're going to make it happen the right way, bro.
0: Jackal, thank you so, so, so very much for this conversation. Listen, your openness, what you speak Salute, about, what brother. you've been through, and what you've seen, it's an amazing journey, and it's only up from here. You understand?
1: Salute, bro. I appreciate that man i appreciate Definitely. it and you know i appreciate for sharing the platform and and and, and inviting me man and i hope i hope mm-hmm. your audience
0: and your listeners enjoy it for sure for sure thank you so very much let me give you an outro and get you out of it. because mm-hmm. this conversation epic conversation all right so well bro. all right well ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this has been another two line music cuts entertainment report podcast and we are out This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinesmusic.com